Hi, I'm Jessie, your host of the Jessie Williams podcast. I'm an entrepreneur and business mentor bringing you fun and thought-provoking conversations around money, wellness, business, life, and personal development. This is the space where humor meets depth and no topic is off limits. Let's fuck shit up. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast. I'm so excited today because... Today is a guest episode and I'm super excited. I'm actually sitting down with my beautiful sister-in-law who also happens to be an incredible OnlyFans creator as well as a founder of a agency, Boda. Welcome to the show, Anita. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. I'm very excited. And as I said to you before, like a huge intention for me with this episode is to break down a lot of like stigmas around OnlyFans. I feel like it, it, you hear it and it has like a lot of stereotypes kind of come with that as well. 100%. So I think firstly, Mm. just letting our audience know a little bit about you, who you are and what did you do before OnlyFans and what was kind of the catalyst that made you want to start that? Okay, so I've probably been doing it now for nearly coming up two years, I'd say. And beforehand, so obviously I had my son, yeah, um, who is, he's actually nearly two. So yeah, it's actually been a year and a half that I've been doing it. So beforehand, I was working for Troy, who's my partner. I was working on our e-commerce businesses. I've been doing that for a few years. And then before that, I was working in the beauty industry. So I worked at a skin and laser clinic. I was managing a skin and laser clinic. And then I ended up leaving there to open one. Some people had approached me and I went and opened a brand new skin clinic for them. And then it was Troy who then approached me from them because he was like, I need you to come work on our e-commerce brands. Like they'd grown and they he just needed me full time on it. So then I did that. But then I had a break, obviously, because I had my son. And when Saint was about six months old was when I started OF. And honest to God, I had been umming and ahhing on it for years, like Mm. literally years. Like it was something I was always like, because I have a lot of girlfriends in the industry. So I've always been surrounded by it. I've always loved it. I've always had like girlfriends since I was like 18. They've worked in, um, you know, like strip clubs or They've been in the industry. So I was always umming and ahhing about it because I would – it's something that, like, I'm super confident with. Like, me personally, I love it. Like, mm. I love – I've always been someone who I love taking content. I love feeling like – even with Instagram, like, I love getting doled up and taking photos and feeling sexy. Like, it, that's always been my thing. Like, mm. even what I was doing previously, like, my jobs or whatever, I would always still be, like, loving – like, I love taking content. And so then when Saint was – About six months old, what was the catalyst for me to start? I think it was me and – it was actually Troy. Mm. So he came to me because he he always knew that I was like – if I was – if he was okay with it, I would be so down to do it. Like he always knew that. And he one day was just like, fuck, like – are you not interested in the, like the money that you could potentially make? And I'm like, yeah, like mm-hmm. I would, I'm so curious every day, like for the curiosity of me. And you had, you had friends at this time who were on own. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So many friends who were doing really well as well, like mm-hmm. really well. So I was like, I was just curious. So I was like, I just want to, I just want to give it a go, but obviously would never if like it's something that he wasn't comfortable with, but he was the one that was like, nah, like it's stupid if you – you'd be stupid not to. Like, mm. 100%, let's do it. Like, let's give it a go. Like, on my Instagram, I love my bikini photos. Like, you know, obviously I would never post lingerie on there, but that's why I was like – I would love to use a platform where I can still get my like cute pics, but like spice it up a little bit more. Mm. Something that like for Instagram, 
is obviously not okay, but like OnlyFans is a platform where you can post whatever the hell you want. It's normalized. It's normalized. So yeah, then I was just like, let's do it, and I did it, and honestly, it was the best thing I ever did. Mm, this this is so cool, and I think even something interesting that you said in that was, you know, you having friends that were doing incredibly well mm-hmm. on on OF, and Troy saying, you know, are you interested in how much money you could be making, and that being something interesting for you guys, and. I think so many people think going on OnlyFans is just for people that just want to make quick money. You go on OnlyFans, you're going to fucking make bank. And it's like, oh, it's just an easy way to make money. Yet so many people don't realize there are a lot of people on that app not making money yeah right? just because you're on only fans just because it you're creating doesn't content mean you're making money it yeah. doesn't necessarily mean there's a yeah. buyer or, or people that that want to yeah. buy it or it still somewhat is a competitive market just mm-hmm. like any other business so yeah i'd be really curious what do you feel kind of differentiates especially you know you now having an agency and seeing you know other women and what they're doing and stuff but and i think you have guys as yeah, well. We're yeah. Best too, yeah. Um, what do you feel has been some of the things that have led to people being successful versus not? So everyone that comes to me is like, oh, I want to do it, but I, I don't have followers on Instagram, so I'm not going to make it. I'm not even taking the piss. One of our biggest earners is probably has the least amount of Instagram followers. Wow. And she fucking kills it. It's marketing, obviously it is. So you do have to be not just Instagram like all other platforms like you know you have to be good on like TikTok, Reddit, Twitter whatever platform it may be but like if you're got the drive like you're not just like oh I'm just gonna like upload and uh, you know make an OnlyFans you know put a few pictures up and I'll just see how it goes like yeah it's probably not gonna do well Mm. like you need to back it you need to push it, market it. It's like full time too. Like so that's what people think. It's like, it's so like not a job. Like what, what do you have to do? Take photos and just write back to a few messages. It is full time. Like, mm. and then some, like yeah. it's so time consuming. So I take my hats off to girls that like put so much time into their content creation because it is a full time job and it's not just the content creation bit. It's also then the marketing, mm. which yeah, I find that some girls just like they just can't be bothered with it or they just don't know how like me for instance I actually didn't know how to market myself other than my Instagram because that's all I've ever known that's all I've ever used so I was very lucky in the instance that I did well just off my Instagram Mm. but now utilizing so many other platforms and all other marketing tools and just like even you know networking in the industry and then doing collabs like it goes a long way and it shows with like a lot of the girls and guys we have whoever's pushing their marketing no matter how many followers or whatever they have like it doesn't matter like you can grow your page but you have to put the time into it obviously so with that have you found a difference between like you know people that are just like oh I'll just take content create content just post it see what happens versus you know is there much strategy that comes into play like how often would you be like oh this content seems to be performing the best I'll make more of that content or is there anything strategic behind it or is it just like I'll create what I want no 100% so we always find girls particular niche Mm -hmm. like for certain platforms so for example we might find we might have a girl on board and we're like oh you really would suit twitch yeah like the gaming sort of style and we sort of push them into that sort of if they're comfortable and they're happy to do it we'll push them into like their particular niche and then target that for them um other girls like they don't even need a niche it's just like whatever it's just their content that they they create does well for them but definitely each individual case is different so like some girls need like 
mad strategies and like you know we really have to come together like weekly with a team and work on a new strategy or try this avenue or try that avenue and then others are just like whatever works for them but 100 percent, you definitely have to do strategies strategies for different people for sure yeah that's really cool yeah something else I feel is interesting is like obviously you have a son you have Mm. Saini and you also are engaged and things like that and I think another you know assumption could be that if you're on OnlyFans you have to be single or you can't do OnlyFans or you have to do OnlyFans with your partner like have a joint page or Mm. something like that it's it's this or it's that but something that you've done incredibly well is you obviously have your page and you're in a relationship and Mm. you guys have very like healthy you know communication around that and stuff what do you think has contributed to you being able to do something like OF while still like having your relationship thrive? The communication, yep. like that is literally what it is. So we've always, but he's always been super like upfront about what his boundaries are with it. And I always would respect that. Like even to be fair with Troy though, he's a different case. Like he tells me to do stuff that I'm like oh should I do that do you yeah. know what I mean so it is communication 100% but it's creating that boundary so we have girls on board that they're they're in relationships and they're like oh look my partner doesn't want me to talk about like anal or do this with people or, and we're 100% that we're like respect it yeah like it's amazing how he is being so supportive and there's just some little boundaries that like it just not don't sit right with him and mm. me personally I think if you can communicate with your partner and just work together on it and come to like a happy medium of like she's happy doing that and he's happy with it too it will always work yeah to be fair though I don't think we've ever had like a girl that's got a partner and the partner's just flat out being like, you can't do it. No. Yeah. Like we've never really had that. Mm. We've always found the partners to be really supportive, which I personally think if your partner isn't supportive to you to a degree, like you do have to respect some boundaries. Is he the one? (laughs) Do you want him? Do you want him? (laughs) Do you want, but like bound, like there's certain levels. Levels. Like I totally can respect some people being like, no, you're not doing that. But like, just like there's levels and yeah, but we've never found it to be an issue. I've never found it to be an issue either with Troy. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, I actually recorded an episode of the podcast yesterday, which is actually going to be coming out after this episode. Yeah. So you're going to be hearing this before what I've already recorded. But there was a question that came through because it was an episode where, we, you know, we were answering some stuff and someone said, my partner is purchasing content on OF. Is that cheating? And, you know, I opened up a conversation around it and I said, well, yes and no. I said, yeah. for someone that is cheating for someone else it's not I said for someone you can have sex with someone else and that's not cheating if you have an open relationship if you're polyamorous and things like that I'm like so you know you look at actors they kiss someone on set is that cheating or is that part of their job so there's different you know things and then someone else would say even fucking looking at someone's ass is cheating (laughs) (laughs) and for me my my perspective and I'm interested in, in yours is I believe this comes down to just like personal uh, values in the relationship of what you like. And also I think a huge part is self-confidence. Like what I notice is the more confident someone is, usually the more okay or the less intense boundaries they tend to have around their partner so if, if you're really confident who yourself, you are yeah you're not you're not worried about your partner doing xyz posting content because you're actually really confident in who you are in who you are well, uh, that is like I've always said that like and Troy has always said that about me like yeah. he's like sometimes I wish you got a little bit jealous or yeah. like because I just don't have it in me because I'm so like confident yeah in who I am that 
I don't really look. Yeah. Do, I'm not really yeah. faced. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. And I'm like, that is, it just come. he's like, why are you wired that way? And I'm like, I think I'm just so okay in who I am. Yeah. Like I'm, and also like, um, I don't know, I guess I just, yeah, I'm just so open to that. Like mm. I'm not, it doesn't phase me, but yeah. then I can understand completely yeah. how it would phase other girls. Yeah. Like completely. Yeah. But like I just, me personally, that doesn't phase me. Just like some things would phase you that probably don't phase you that would phase me. Yeah. Like it's just people's preferences, I guess. Yeah, 100%. It's it's just such an interesting thing and I yeah. think it really does come down to what you were speaking about before, which is just like open communication. Mm. And I think if it's something that you want to do and your partner isn't supportive of, don't always have to take anything as a hard no. It can be, okay, what would it look like for you to be okay with it? Yeah. You know, rather than it just being, oh, you're not okay? Okay, we're out. Out of it. Okay, is there things that we can do and what can we explore? And whether that's the partner having to, you know, do more confidence building work so they feel more grounded and secure, whether it's opening up communication, whether it's, okay, you can do it, but these are my limitations. Like, you know, just, just communicating as a couple. Communicating. And I also think with OnlyFans as well, I think people forget. It's just the word. Like, people just hear OnlyFans and think the absolute worst. But... OnlyFans is a platform for chefs. Yeah. Like, it's a platform for PTs. Like Burnouts. It's a platform for burnouts. Like, it's even for girls like myself, like, my shit gets – I'm shadow banned constantly on Instagram because of a bikini photo. Yeah. Like, it's just a platform for girls to be a little bit more open on who they are, show themselves a little bit more. Yeah. And even if that's just, like, lingerie or even bikini, like, yeah. people forget that. It's not just hardcore porn yeah. as well. Like, it's so – and if it is, like, that's so fine. But, like, it's a platform for, like, everyone. Yeah. And I think people forget, forget that. that. Yeah. And they just have this massive, like, it's so taboo. Yeah. But it's really not. Like, is a chef on it? Like, come on. It's really <laughs> not that taboo. But people just are so close-minded, I think, with OnlyFans. Like, yeah. I even saw, have a girlfriend who just came onto it who she would probably be your more, like, uh, Instagram influencer who she avoided it for so long because she was so worried about what people would think. And I was like... But what is stopping you? Is it purely because of your worried, like how people will judge you? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, you're stopping yourself from making like unbelievable money. Mm-hmm. Like I believe for most girls, it's amazing. Like it's definitely life changing purely because of what one person might be like, oh, she's doing OnlyFans, like blah, blah, blah. Like what, why? Like, yeah, it just, that- and it's, it's so cliche, but it's so- like, People are going to judge you anyway. People are going to judge you anyway. Yeah. And this, so I literally did a bog- podcast the other day and I said, you could be in like a high corporate, well-paying job and people will hate on you because you're making money. Yeah. And they'll just hate on you for that. Look at Troy. He gets hated on constantly. Like yeah. he was doing charity work and getting hated on. Yeah. Like you're going to get hated on regardless. Yeah, so, so it's true. whether you're just going to take that on board and actually let it stop you from like personally with me and the money it brought into my life was actually life-changing even for my family Mm. so what was I going to stop that purely because I was worried about how people were going to judge me that's what I'm like I'm so glad I don't have that in me where I'm like I don't care what people think yeah and even from me knowing you I've obviously known you a long time now I don't know how many years but many years seven I think seven years yeah and something even interesting in that I feel like you know even when we speak of like you know girls hating on girls and Mm. slut shaming and things like that a lot of girls can see you know other women posting bikini photos and things like that and their automatic thought is like you know slut or they want attention and things like that and from me knowing you you never 
you're like the opposite of attention seeking where Mm. it's like you don't get driven by attention from people you actually just like getting dressed up I love it even going out for dinner and things like that you wear heels you'll wear and you've always Always. been like that because you like it and I think for some women it's really hard to fathom that a girl can be posting you know raunchy pics and stuff from a place of self-love, not from a place of low self-worth and I need attention for people to validate me. 100%. Like that's, and that's what I, I said at the start. Like it's something that I've always just loved doing. Yeah. Like I've always done it before I even had OnlyFans. Like I've been obsessed with taking content. I've always loved getting – I used to literally just be at home and get in the shower, wash my hair, blow dry, straighten, do my makeup and just get doled up at home. Yeah. Like – Yeah. I'd be at home, guys. Yeah. Like I'm not doing it for anyone else. Like I just yeah. like that's just all how I've always been. Yeah. So yeah. it's a perfect app for you. Yeah. Yeah. It's literally <laughs> the perfect app. Yeah. You get paid to I just do what you like. I get paid to do what yeah. I like and I get paid well. Yeah. So I'm going to keep Good. doing it. Yeah. <laughs> how has like life changed for you since, you know, and, and you've always earned good money because you've always you know worked in incredible roles and had incredible positions and things but specifically OnlyFans and how much money you're making like what's different like what can you now do with all of that money that you couldn't do before so 100% like even how we're going like you know we talk about travel so much now yeah before me making money like me and Troy would go on a holiday here and there, like of always, but like we are talking about like traveling the world now was saying, yeah, that never would have been on the cards. And I know that for a yeah. fact, like yep. ever. So the fact that my son, I'm able to take all around the world. He's not even two and he's already been to more countries than I have in my whole life. Yeah. Like, and I'm, I know for a fact that wouldn't have happened. Like Troy's always been great and so supportive of our family, but it's hard, like taking your, your whole family around the world, like, constant like you know on so many trips like Mm. that he just was never on the cards for us ever so that even like where our family lives like the house we're in now that would not be where we live like because me and Troy were able to come to the table work together and go half 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 in everything yeah so I was able to take the stress off Troy a bit like Mm. so I was able to help him out with financial like with all the money and that 100% that was why we were able to buy our house like even the school that Saint's going to go to I know public and private like it's the same same but like I want to be able to give my son like the best of what I think yeah what he deserves sort of thing and Troy never wanted to put him in private but now because I started making money I was like well we're putting him in the school that I want private Troy's like done yeah do you know what I mean yeah. like it's just it's just it's do you just, know what it is like when you get to this level of money where it's not just okay I, I have enough to live and be comfortable now it actually puts you into a state of overflow where you get to live how you would live your life if you weren't restricted, restricted by money by money it's like it actually allows you to be the most expressed version of yourself where yeah. if you're an adventurous person you get to be entirely adventurous if yeah. you're you know whatever your value is you get to explore that to to its fullest if you love fashion you get to be unbound by oh my gosh but I like that top but that one's on sale like there's just so many things where you get to wear what you want to wear travel where you want to travel travel how you want to travel like all of it and like even the like the designer yeah like obviously I've got to buy myself things that I've all because I've always been into all of that but I could never afford it yeah but I think definitely what when I think of what has this money done for me I always think of saying I can take Saint around the world. I can put Saint in private school. I can give Saint the best possible life. Yeah. Like, and I know that now because 
not saying we might not have been able to do that with how, you know, with Troy's job and mine previously, but now I know we can and mm. there's no like um, fear around it or stress or like yeah. I'm just able to give my son everything I wanted. Yeah, and that's the best. And, and I that's think that's what everyone yeah. wants for their for their kids. For their too. kids, yeah. yeah. So definitely that for sure. Who and I don't even know the answer to this, and I don't know if you will know the answer to this, but you might. Who earns more, you or Troy? So it changes. Okay. It definitely changes. Like no shit, it'll change like monthly. To month, yeah. 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 Because we both have such like even his income, yeah. it's like this. Yeah. Like so, it's up down, up down. It's up yeah. down, up down. We're so competitive with that, too. <laughs> and he fucking hates it. And I let him know. Yeah. I think that's even cool that the dynamic in your relationship where it's competitive, but yeah. not like a not actual a, competitive. It's no, funny, it's funny. And it's light, and it keeps you guys really not even accountable. That's not the right word, but it keeps you guys driven and yeah. hungry, and like it's like fun and healthy competition. It's so fun, yeah. and like I'll hear him on the phone to Adrian. He's like, "Bro, we've got we've got to do that giveaway this month." Like Anita is like <laughs> fucking smashing. Me. Me, like she keeps calling me a little bitch <laughs> and it's true <laughs> so it's like yeah it's it's funny yeah that's that I, I just love that so much and yeah even just like you know how you guys have navigated your relationship and mm. all of that's been really really cool so something I wanted to talk about was your agency oh, Broda. Broda yeah forgot about that <laughs> little side thing so you have now started your own or like oh not necessarily only fans agency how would you describe it. Yeah, so it is an OnlyFans agency, but we so what we do is we help girls market, promote, we do content creation. So we do monthly content days for our girls, uh, monthly events. So we it's a really good way to have our girls networking, you know, they can do collabs. Like the industry can be super isolating sometimes. Like yeah. it, it can just be like you and yourself, like you don't really meet people, like unless you really put yourself out there. Sometimes it can be hard to though. So I used to previously be with an agency that used to help me market my OnlyFans, but like they were just, they didn't give a fuck about me. Like they genuinely, I never met them. They had no care about me as a person. They didn't respect my boundaries too, which I didn't like. And you were just another number. So I was like with this agency and I was like, oh, they just like literally gave no fucks, didn't respect my boundaries. And so my girlfriend, Sam, who also has OnlyFans, we were speaking because she was also with them. And I was like, I just feel like we could do this so much better. Like we actually would, we care for the girls. Like I would not want a girl in my agency that I don't meet face to face. Yeah. Like personally, like that's how I would feel. And I know we, I always used to have girls reach out to me being like, hey, like, can I just ask you help? Like, I've just started OnlyFans. I have no idea what the fuck I'm doing. Like it can be daunting and it is hard to sort of pick up and learn. And so I was like to Sam, why don't we just do one? Like why don't we start one but do it properly where, you know, we make sure our girls meet once or twice a month. So right now we're doing twice a month where all our girls are always together. So it's a content day and a dinner or at some sort of event. And we have been finding so much growth in girls from it because like – to be fair, some girls don't actually know how to run their pages. Yeah, they're not. They don't know the business. They don't side. know the business they side. They can take nice content. Yeah, they can take great content. Yeah. They know how to like. They can talk to the guys and stuff. But to how to grow it, or even like the back end of it, like yeah. we will get on their pages and be like, "Girl, like, fuck your like, we'll change one thing and your yeah. your page will increase." So I think it's been really good in the fact like. Being able to create like a little community. Oh, I shouldn't just say girl because we do have guys too, but it is. Ma- 
you have most girls. Most girls, yeah. But it's just creating like a little family community, even having 24-hour access to each other. Like we're all in a WhatsApp group. Like you have like your own team that you literally can message 24-7. Yeah. So I think even having the support system, girls love. Mm. But it's been doing really, really well and working really well. And I think we're getting our name out there purely because of how we treat our girls. Yeah, it's experience. It's experience and like – we're getting so many girls come to us now being like, hey, like, I've heard such good things about you, which most agencies, like, don't get. Mm. If anything, girls it's like are, they're approaching you. Yeah, they're yeah. approaching you where a lot of girls are approaching us and that's purely because we're just sort of doing it how we believe mm. and how we want it to be treated. Like, me and Sam are creators. Yeah. So if there's anyone that understands, it's a creator. Mm. I found a lot of my last agency, like, none of them were creators, the owners, male, like – I met them once. Yeah. No, not met, but like spoke to them once and it was like, that was it. So yeah, I've been finding it work really, really well and we've had really good feedback and we've seen amazing growth in our girls Mm. and yeah, we're loving it. Yeah. And I think the fact you guys are creators yourself is such a huge selling point as well, Mm. because it's like, you're actually on the fucking ground doing it and and, and you're navigating the relationship boundaries. You're navigating like all of that. So you get it. And I think even for people, you know, being in that industry, like you said, can be isolating, but just having someone to ask questions to where even if there's like, they don't know how to like respond to things or set yeah. things up or, um, you know, what kind of content, like, you know, lacking creativity. Oh my God. We have... Yeah, like content guide after content guide, literally down to like wear this color top in this position on your bed and take this photo. Like, because you do. Mm. Me and Sam liked it. We got to a point with our pages where we were so dead, like as in like content creativity. I was like, I'm just doing the same thing over Over and and over. Like I just lost spark. But then getting Boda sort of reamped it because every month I'm like meeting with the girls. We're all bouncing off each other. It's more fun. And like the more we grow, like we only do content days in like Gold Coast and Melbourne at the moment. But the more we grow, like we want to put everything back into the business. Like we want to fly our girls to fucking Bali one month and mm. Thailand the next. Like, you know, just make it like a little family brand trip. Yeah, that's so, so cool. Such a vibe. Yeah. Yeah. For people that are just like, what the fuck is a content day? Like for people that maybe aren't in that industry and they're like, what is a content? Like you kind of get the idea, but give us a little rundown. It's pretty much just like what you, I think you'd expect. But so we will like hire an Airbnb or a house for our girls and we'll have like a photographer or some people there taking photos, videos, and all us girls will just meet. We'll take like bikinis, lingerie, whatever outfits the girls want to bring. We all just come and we do like normally like a little schedule. So we'll have like certain people getting photos in this room and doing that. And we all just get content at the house. So get photos, videos. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Mm. So, And we've had conversations about this as well for, you know, some girls that maybe they don't have like, especially if they're, you know, building up and stuff, it's they're given the opportunity to have a really nice Airbnb and pro, like really high quality images yeah. and, and also the bouncing the, the ideas off each other as well where you see other girls being like, oh my God, I hadn't even considered that or that's yeah. cool. Or, and then you can chat about what's working on your platforms. Yeah. And I could imagine that being part of an agency would make longevity or sustainability in the space increase because if you're doing it by yourself all the time it could get a little bit kind of like say oh do I post I'm doing the same thing like there's no connection whereas being part of an agency you feel like you're part of a community community, and that's what we wanted to create like that little community family vibe and like there's probably not one girl that hasn't joined that's like can you please give me content ideas and me and Sam will just 
bomb them yeah. with like all of our content yeah. like have you done this do that because like we get it yeah like we feel the same too yeah. like we bounce off our girls yeah too. you probably get like see their Give content go, yeah yeah <laughs> and I think that's really cool as yeah. well do you think that like obviously you know you ran like the skin clinics and helped yeah. open a skin clinic and then you help with the e-com business and is there anything where you feel in your previous roles that learning those skills has allowed you to be better at the business side of OF rather than just the content? Probably in terms of running my own OnlyFans. Nah. No. I don't reckon anything uh, – only, the only thing I've been able to use is obviously I've been in like management roles. roles yeah. And that's really helped me with Boda. Boda. Yeah. But my, my own personal, no, yeah. because OnlyFans is about like marketing, yeah. um, e-com, all online, like yeah. ECM – when I was doing our clothing e-commerce stores, that was again. I only promoted on Instagram. Yeah. So it was nothing. I had to. I had to learn. Yeah. I had to know how to do use other platforms and do marketing. Yeah. I'd never been in marketing before. Yeah. So nothing I could really carry over other than my management roles. Yeah. Into yeah, Boda. and even with that, it was like an e-com business selling physical products, whereas products. this is you selling a digital product as yeah. well, which is really so it, interesting. So it was. It was a whole nother play field for me. Like yeah. I'd never done it before. So yeah. it was all new for me. What do you think for if, – if anyone was like in a position where they're kind of similar to you, where they love getting dressed up, they love getting doled up, maybe they love even in their spare time taking, you know, mirror selfies and yeah. things like that and like they've kind of like flirted with the idea of OF but they're like, my friends and family just judge me, I can't. Like I just can't do that. What would you say to someone who's potentially on the fence feeling like that? If it's someone like your family, yeah, I would really push to have that conversation with them. Ask them like yeah. what, it is, what is it that they – aren't comfortable with or try and really communicate with them. So like you said, like with a boyfriend yeah, where you can try and work together to figure out why does they feel that way or what they think of it or family can be a bit hard. I, I completely understand with family, but when it comes to a complete stranger, mm. fuck that. Yeah. Like literally <laughs> fuck that. My biggest saying I always say is literally people's opinions or judgment doesn't pay your bills. Yeah. And like, I would hate for people to miss out or gr- do what they want to do purely because of how someone else, like a stranger, looks at them. Mm. That to me, if I didn't do it, to know that I would have missed out making myself seven figures mm. because I was worried about what Susie down the road thought of me. Yeah. Like no fucking chance. Yeah. Yeah. So Susie's missing out on making Susie's missing out. And if Susie's so triggered by me <laughs> feeling confident – in myself, like, do some work, Susie. <laughs> That's a you problem, not a me problem, honey. She needed some work, inner work. Here's some, some resources. I just feel like people need to be a bit more, like, open-minded. It's yeah. 2023. Yeah. I would hate for someone to miss out because they're worried about, like, what strangers think of them. But family, I definitely think it's something that a conversation needs to be had. Yeah. Like, for sure. Because... Yeah. One, you might be able to work on it. Like your family might just hear the word OnlyFans and think like everyone else does and mm. just think, oh, no, everyone says like that's bad, don't do that. Mm. But like why? Yeah. Like get yeah. to the root of it. Yeah, 100%. And I think like kind of like what you said before, but, you know, people are going to judge regardless. regardless. And, you know, whether you're – even people get judged for not earning enough, like, you know, a fucking doll blood job. Yeah. Like, you know, or like homeless people, why don't they just get a fucking why don't job? They get a job? Or, you know, you earn too little money and you get you get judged. You earn too, too much, much money, you get, get judged. judged. It's just like – To be fair, my mum was actually a bit like – 
oh, I don't know if I want you to do it. Yeah. Like when I went to my mum, I was like, oh, I'm thinking of doing this. What do you think? Like blah, blah, blah. And she was just like a bit like, mm. So I had to speak to her and I was like, what do you, what's wrong? And she's like, what are you going to be doing on it? Like, and mm. I just had a conversation with her and she was like, you know what, babe, go for it. Yeah. Like, good on you. Good on you for feeling confident as yeah. well to do it. And then now even I speak to her and she's like, fucking do more. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> She said, do you want me to take some pics for you? You're doing amazing, sweetie. (laughs) That's so good, the visual I have of that. That's so funny. Yeah, and I think that's even just that is like really, really cool. And you know what? If you don't do it, someone else is going to be doing it and they're going to be getting paid for it. Why not you? Why not you? Yeah. So, yeah, I think it it definitely has – I think it's coming a lot more like mainstream though. I think people are sort of – getting over the whole taboo yeah but you're always it's always going to be there yeah like always yeah. but it's just whether you're going to let that stop mm. you what would you say to people who maybe they're the ones that are judging the people doing only fans and they're looking at it as like you know whether they're like slut shaming or they're assuming it's just like you know not a real job or things like that like fuck what- you <laughs> Fuck you. It is a real job. You have no idea how much time goes into it. No. See, that I don't know because I feel like I'm very good at ignoring. Yeah. Like I – negative comments, negative DMs I get, I'm so good at blocking it out. Mm. Like to be fair though, the amount of DMs I get, when I first started it, I reckon it was 98% positive. Mm. Like I got such an influx of like even girls being like – like you inspire me like it's something I would always want to do but I'm so worried about like what people would think and I I just I'm so like it's so nice to see someone be so confident like a new mum and getting on there and just being her just Mm. doing her Mm. it was very little negative that I did get but what I would say to them I I don't know I just feel like do the work do the work yeah do the work like I've never actually ever responded to a negative too. Mm. So I, th- I think that's why I don't know what to say because I'm just always like if that's how you feel, like good on you, goodbye. Mm. Like I don't even need yeah. to delve into it with you. Yeah. Like you just need to figure that out for yourself. I feel like ever since I've known you, something you've been incredibly good at, which I feel like a lot of people struggle with is, you know, you being so neutral and grounded in mm. r- regardless of what's happening. Like you can be fucking rocked. Like someone can come up and just shake the fucking <laughs> shit out of you and you're kind of just like yeah yep. I'm good, good. Like, okay I'll yeah. take it and so I feel like even with that it has really you know you've got the mindset that's really equipped you to be in a space where you can be open to potential criticism and yeah. like you've said you've had so much positives which is amazing but even for girls who because I think this is so much bigger than just OF this is yeah anyone that has a business anyone that's putting themselves out there taking up space even if you're just posting content on on social media or you're doing anything in life where you're open to criticism like what do you believe it is that allows you to stay so neutral and so grounded when you know things could potentially rock you and you just stay neutral in that I think I've always just been so big on like I focus on me yeah I I only focus on me and my family yeah like I'm not focused about what you're doing I'm not bothered by what you're doing for you like good on you great but I think because it's how I am as a person and I'm not someone who I don't seek validation from you I don't need it like I'm good so whether it's good or bad I don't really care Mm. but maybe it's just been my mindset of how I am as a person so it doesn't really affect me how you what you think of me Mm. and I that's what like my sister always used to say it growing up like you're just not emotional like because I wouldn't get emotional 
t- to her sort of yeah. thing. Like she's very reactive. Yeah. I'm not reactive. So yeah. I think it's just how I've always been. But yeah. I think it's a great way to be to just stay in your lane, focus on mm. you and who cares what everyone's doing around you? Who cares? Unless I've done something that's really upset someone, that's yeah. when it rocks me. Yeah. Like it's when it's, it's like you've actually I got to d- take like yeah, responsibility. Can, yeah. yeah. That that rocks me. Yeah. But other than that, it will never – I'm not yep. phased at all. It's so funny because I feel like people pay thousands of dollars in therapy and mindset Maybe coaches just, <laughs> to, to be able to have this mindset and you were just born with Maybe it. Maybe I've just got yeah, it. So, yeah. I, But I honestly do believe, like I said, if you're triggered by someone – being so confident in their like being sexy like mm. I think that's something they need to work on yeah like so yeah go get some coaching get some coaching <laughs> yeah and I think that's just another cool thing too because I feel like as a society and as a collective spe- especially women and yes there can be some stigma around men but it's mostly in women like we have such wounded relationship to our own sexuality mm. as well and our mm. own sexual expression and I feel like OF is almost being healing for that aspect of a lot of women as well so healing and that's what I mean like why why are we getting angry at or triggered by like women just being so confident in their sexuality like Mm. when did that become a bad thing yeah like that should be amazing that she's embodying that she's so confident in that she's proud of that like that's amazing like good on her so yeah I find people are looking at it so like wrong mm. like and also I get everyone's going to have an opinion and not everyone's going to agree I totally get that I don't agree with a lot of people's shit like but mm. when it comes to a point do you need to voice it to them do you need to tell them or do you just need to be like oh that's not for me yeah exactly and put it to bed that's yeah. it that's yeah amazing but that's not for me yeah. like I I don't yeah like why can't we just leave it at that like people why people need to when it's really unnecessary to share your opinion no one's asking for it stop sharing it when it is just your opinion and that opinion opinion. could hurt someone it could it could hurt someone so she's not hurting you by doing her but then you're going to go and attack her for that yeah so then you're hurting her why like who's the bad person here like let's look at the rotten egg yeah (laughs) (laughs) it ain't me (laughs) We'll look at the common denominator. It's a you thing. It's like how many other people's shit have you posted on? Exactly. Yeah, yeah this is really cool. I feel like I, I really hope people have listened to today's episode mm. and it, I really hope on some level, whether it's like someone's going to go and make an OF now and they're, they're going to start again. that OF girl go. or guy. Go make it. Go make that money, Go honey. make that money. Um, or whether it's just you maybe taking responsibility for the fact that you've been, you know, slut shaming or you've been, you know, judging or being triggered and you now taking more internal responsibility mm. for that. Whether it's you actually seeing OF as a fucking business, business. not as just a lazy way to make quick money it's- and – you can do it and, and make no money as well. Yeah. Um, there's lots of evidence of that out there too. Sure. Um, but Anita, where can people find you if they want to find your personal page, if they want to find Boda? So Instagram is just Anita Kassen and same as Boda. So it's just B-O-T-A management on Instagram. Amazing. So come and find us. Thank you we'll for joining you me today. It's been great. <laughs> Thank you. So good to be here.